just want to use your love Hey, hey, hey. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to the Matt Nix Show podcast. I'm your host, Marvelous Matt Nix. I am a professional wrestler here in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for downloading. This is episode two. We made it to two, we made it to two episodes. Uh, I didn't think, uh, didn't even think this that I would even do one, so I've already outdone myself, so yay for me. And yay for you, because you get to listen to this. This week's episode, uh, I have one of my coworkers on, uh, Jeremy Meyer, a.k.a. Scared Dog. Uh, he's going to be on here talking about his passions with movies and script ri- writing and screenplays and wrestling. We talk about wrestling again. I know I said uh, that I didn't want these episodes to be focused around wrestling, but you know what? A lot of the people in my life, most of the people in my life, uh, are either involved in wrestling or, you know, like wrestling in some way. So, I mean, it's only natural that we're going to talk about it at some point. So, what can you do? If you don't like wrestling, then piss off. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, this should be a good one. Uh, let's see uh, let's see how long it keep this shit going. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, here's, uh, here's the interview that I had with uh, good old Jeremy Myers. Oh, son of a bitch! I found online, like, uh, or Castro actually found them for me. They're like, they're microphones for, they're like, for like recording shit off yeah. your phone, but they're like big, nice, big they're ones. like a hundred bucks, but they, but they, uh, Sounds like a, like a blue microphone, I think the brand is. Might be. Uh, they're, they're a pretty popular, like a lot of people who do podcasts like Skype, podcast they use those microphones quite a bit oh really yeah it was before i got my equipment it was what i was looking into for a really long time but yeah they are like a hundred bucks and if you're gonna do it off computer it's probably good to have like a mixer and i was like i just want to have an easy setup and go situation so i literally just bought everything that cold has no that's not a bad setup i mean no because he did his like 300th episode or whatever with marty and they just did a q a and somebody asked like oh what do you use and he listed all the equipment because he just got new stuff. And I literally oh, just went okay. to Amazon and added all that to my shopping cart. Oh. So. Do you even have, like, does he have, like, a mixing board and stuff? or does No, I think he uses literally exactly what I do. Just on the computer and stuff? Yeah. Like, there was a time his equipment was, like, broken or something. and Or, yeah, his recorder was broken and he asked to borrow mine. But I didn't have it with me. Oh. And I think I needed it, too. Which I fucked up. I should have been like, yeah, you can borrow it, but you got to plug my show. <laughs> But I uh, I didn't think about it, and then by the time he left, I like I messaged him on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, if you if you still need it, I can work something out. And he was like, oh, I'm just gonna return it, return one, and get another one or whatever. Yeah, it probably so. works out the best that way. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? It's going good. <laughs> I'm tired. Tired. It's been all, like we we had like a busy week. It wasn't as busy as it has been. Like after Christmas, I've just been wiped out. It's weird, like. Um, going from being like super busy to like not busy, it like yeah. dra- it drains you more because your body's so used to like. Because we were going literally there so from like ten a.m. to two a.m. every day for like a month and a half. Yeah, and it's just been like my life hasn't adjusted back yet back to normal. In, so you're like being finishing up with work at like six o'clock. You're just yeah. like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, I guess I can go now. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, today we finished, I finished at like 3, and then it was just kind of hanging around with you until what, we left at like 5-something? Yeah. Like right before 5 o'clock. And yeah, I just feel drained, and it wasn't even that hard of a day. No, especially for me. I was, I was, I was done, or I could have been done (laughs) with with everything by like 2. Yeah. Yesterday I was done by like 2, it was crazy. Yeah, I feel like I looked over at one point and you were just like gone. Yeah, I was just like doing shit which yesterday was our last like busy day for us so but uh yeah uh welcome back to the show first time first time well not you first time well people that are listening yes i'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast right now you've listened to the first episode hey man every podcast is someone's first podcast hey i don't care (laughs) (laughs) it's a stanley rule if if this is your first podcast get out of here i don't want you listening i'm just kidding you can listen but um 
welcome. First time ever. Yes. If you're listening, first time ever, welcome. And welcome my guest this week. First time ever appearance yes. on this podcast. It's only episode two, so <laughs> it's going to be a lot of first time ever's. Um, Jeremy Meyer. That's me. You've been on my podcast a couple times. I ha- Twice? Three times? Twice, I think. Twice in a bonus episode. Yes, so three may, times. That may or may not have seen the light of day. No, it did. It did. Was that the alien one? Yeah. There was a, a week I didn't have anything, so I was like, oh, I'll throw this one up. So yeah, you've been on three times. I don't remember what the second one was, though. Um, we, did, we did the Dragon Ball Z, and then we did the Aliens one. Was it only two times? It might have been only the two. Oh. I don't know. And then for everybody that's listening, <laughs> what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. Um, tell, them about tell them about your podcast. Uh, I have my own podcast. It is, it is called Shelved. Uh, it is on iTunes. Pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. I've been working to expand it everywhere I can. But basically, we um, we read screenplays for movies that were never made or drastically changed before they hit the big screen, and we basically like discuss them and review them. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So, for example, we did the Dragon Ball Z script, which was the script for the movie that eventually became the trash pile that was Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> and and uh, I made you watch the movie you, again. Yeah, you definitely made me watch it. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, I remember not hating this movie the and first time, and then watching it back, I was like, God, this it's is such so an abomination. Bad. Uh, the, I'll say the one good thing about that movie is the soundtrack. I actually liked the score for that movie quite a bit. Uh, you know what? I was too busy trying not to blow my brains out. It, it's not great. It's not something you're going to remember, but for some reason, it's one I downloaded it and uh, I listen to every now and then. I can see that. I can see it being yeah. uh, distant. It's, it's just um, kind of like some of your stereotypical, like... Uh, Japanese drum music. And oh stuff yeah, like that. okay, that makes like definitely. taiko drums. I think they're called. Dun, 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 yeah, because I um, I try to do some of my own writing, and I've been working on a um, a martial arts movie for a while, and that's a, um, a soundtrack I like to listen to when I write that movie specifically. Kind of gets you in the mood, kind of yeah. gets you in the in the mindset of like what. Yeah, I'm like I, I have different playlists for depending on what I want to write. That's pretty so. cool. That's interesting. Uh, well, then tell me, tell or tell us. Because it's not just me we're listening it's all these people in, in their phones or stuff tell us about your your passion for screenplays um, that, that's kind of what I would would categorize it as like I, I've always yeah. since I've known you uh, I've known you for about three yeah. four years now um, writing has, has always been a passion of mine um, it's kind of started in like the sixth grade it's actually no if I remember it actually goes back to like second grade so in second grade we had you could, um, it was like blank scrap paper, or just like paper with lines on it, you know, like paper you would practice doing your letters on, mm-hmm. that they used to do in like grade school and shit. But we would just take them, and you could write like stories and stuff, and if you wanted to, you could read it in front of the class. So what I would do is I would basically just write descriptions of my favorite movies, and then go read them in class. Like the only one I remember doing is the Power Rangers movie, which I think came out around that time. Which one, the Ivan Ooze one? Or? Yeah, with Ivan Ooze. So I, was, I literally would just be like, go up there and just... Basically, I would just be describing the movie, but um, and, and the that, teacher would be none the wiser. They, you know, yeah, or it was just something you could. do. It wasn't like a homework assignment. Okay, it was just extra shit you could do. Like I just liked writing and I liked movies, so I would just write them. And then in sixth grade is when I really realized I liked writing, and it was kind of more of that. Like I remember I wrote this like sprawling three part story called The Sphinx, and it was basically a mummy ripoff, like a Brendan Fraser mummy. <laughs> and it was like me and all my friends were the characters and stuff. And um, I don't know, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, I, I guess I like writing. Like this is a thing I like. And that was the first time I really realized it. And um, for years, I was always like, oh, well, I'm going to be a writer. Like I'm going to write books and stuff. And then I would sit there and try to write, and I would just be like, I don't know, this is, like, really crazy and hard, like, writing, like, a whole book. And then, I, I don't remember what it was, but something was like, oh, like, movies. And it got into my head of writing movies, because I've always been a huge movie fan. Mm-hmm. And um, that's basically been my aspiration ever since. Like, I'm always plugging away at something. Um, I have some connections in the industry that kind of keep me going. Like, I talk to them every now and then. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about it beyond that. I don't know if you have any more questions <laughs> of what you want me to explore. Um, but um, I just, I love that. So uh, in in addition to like the podcast um, that you do with the, with the movie scripts and stuff, uh, you, I remember you've shown me like this list of like scripts yeah. that you have. And it's yes. quite a list. Like just like, g- like going through like just 
so many movies that, that like that didn't get made or like that yeah. were made but like different came out differently but like it's interesting to see how many like that you were able to just find online yeah and that was kind of part of um the podcast came out of research of just like basic screenwriting research because if you want to be a screenwriter something you should do is read a lot of scripts so i was just collecting scripts to read that i thought would be interesting and the first one that I ever read, which was one that fits into the profile of my podcast, was the original Prometheus script, which was straight up an alien prequel. And they totally ripped out all the alien stuff and then made it into the movie it was. And I knew I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Like, I first got into podcasts in, like, 2010, and I listened to, like, a bunch of video game ones. Mm -hmm. And I started branching out from there, and eventually... It was like, I want to do a podcast. And I've wanted to for years, and I just never had an idea because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to do a wrestling podcast, but there's so many fucking wrestling podcasts. Sorry, should, can I swear on this? I, oh, yeah, I don't care. It seems like you guys were being a little clean in the last episode. I it, sure. it was like unintentionally clean. Yeah, um, yeah so it, it was like one of those things where I thought about a wrestling podcast. I thought about like a movie podcast, just like reviews and stuff like that. But I'm like, everybody does that. I wanted something that was a little more unique. And then one day it just hit me, like, as I was, like, reading a screenplay, I was like, oh, like, I'm really interested in all these screenplays that never happened. What if I talked about those? It was literally just, like, one of those things was, like, a light bulb clicked on. And, yeah, it all came from just, I would read a lot of screenplays. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's, it's, been, it's been pretty good. You, you were telling me some of, yeah. some of your numbers uh, um, of downloads and stuff, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I can, I can talk about some of the number stuff a little bit. I, I don't, I'm not too secret about it, but my goal was to hit 10,000 downloads in my first year, which um, my first year was January 16th. So I, of last we, year? Yeah, of this year. Oh, wait, no. Of, uh, my, my podcast is one year old as of January 16th. Oh, okay. Um. So I wanted to hit 10,000. It didn't happen, but I got really close. I got 8,500. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. So, you know, give or take. And, um, it, you know, we hit a lull because of the holidays. Like, we did our big holiday sale, and I didn't have enough episodes primed for that. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to have a bunch backed up that I could just release during that season, and I didn't. And then our workload was way more than we expected. So I oh, just yeah. didn't have time and uh, so it kind of fell on the wayside. I feel like I could have hit the ten thousand if I kept up with it, but we were literally too busy. So, so and you say uh, so you say work too, yeah. Um, and so for any of you that have been living under a rock or didn't <laughs> listen to the first episode, uh, we both work at pro, One Hour Tees Pro Wrestling Tees yeah. here in Chicago. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started there and. Um, yeah, honestly, it's kind of a crazy story because I didn't know anything about Pro Wrestling Tees when I started working there. Um, I knew about One Hour Tees because I listened to Colt's podcast. And I was working at Target in the time, just in the stock room. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just really... I had just transferred to a store because I moved up to the Burbs from where I used to live. And I didn't really like the store I was working in anymore. And I was in the stock room one day just kind of fucking around on my phone. And I saw the One Hour T's uh, Twitter account tweeting out, like, basically a job application. So I, like, pulled up my phone. I, d I typed it into the Google Maps to see, like, how far away it was because I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And I've, I don't really drive in the city. So I'm looking. I'm like, you know what? That's not too far. It's, like, an easy drive. So I just, like, fuck it. I winged it and I emailed them. And I went in for an interview, like, the next day. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, if you get it, you might not start for, like, two weeks, so then you can put in your two weeks at your other job. But I went in, I interviewed, and they're like, you just want to start now? And so I was like, all right. And uh, I've been there ever since. And it was a total fucking thing I would never do, just go out on a limb like that and just decided to take a chance. And I'm glad I did. And that was, like, what, four, four years ago? Um, four, five, like, five, three five. and a half. I think this May will be my fourth year. Because when, when did you start? You started in... I started in May three years ago. I don't know when, I guess, that would be... What so, is it now? 2018? So you started You started just before I did then. I did. Because um, I started the following, like... Not a year, but like... Because it was right after this... this when It was right after Pro Wrestling Tees launched. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees was actually pretty new at the time. And they asked me for in the interview, like... I, I knew they were involved with wrestling because of Colts, and I saw all the signed 8x10s and shit. Mm -hmm. But when I went in and interviewed, they're like, oh, do you know about pro wrestling tees? And I was just like, no. 
and they were like clearly expecting me to be a big wrestling fan and know all about it and they were just kind of put on like oh like you don't know and so they like explained it to me but yeah i i've i've watched it grow quite a bit You've been there um, since day one pretty much oh um, close close enough i, th- I want to say i started probably at like just at a year for pro wrestling tees because i was at the two-year we did like a two-year celebration party yeah I um, and i was that. there you were there um but yeah i don't larry was there punk's dog yeah 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 punk stopped by with his his little dog um everyone's like oh cm punk's here and i was like dog yeah (laughs) (laughs) um which i think i'd already seen the dog guy at one point i can't remember because that was like my second or third time meeting him but um yeah like i was there the night punk signed his contract which was like that was my first time meeting him it's like he he came in through the back door and just hi i'm phil and i'm like oh yeah i know who you are (laughs) this guy (laughs) yeah uh so yeah i don't know it's been it's been crazy like I've I've watched it go from like we were in that old store, very small building, mm-hmm. which yeah you remember, and um, to see what it is now, it's and, that, and it's only been like three years since I started, and it's crazy. It's it, it definitely went from being like a small back of the room operation to being damn near a empire. Yeah, in, in and professional wrestling merchandise. And I I've kind of bounced all around the store over the time. Now I'm. Uh, uh, Ryan once called me the head pro wrestling tees printer So that's what I used to tout myself as But uh, <laughs> we got our reviews the other day And on it my position said lead printer So I guess that's what you'd call me I'm Overall maybe lead printer Yeah um, so. I am I'm the one who basically Prints, I only print pro wrestling tees If you've bought a pro wrestling t-shirt From us, there is probably An 80% chance I printed one at some point If you've gotten multiple Yeah Definitely. Um, especially back like a couple years ago, I was a hundred percent the person who printed. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember um, that you had the little the little heat belt. Yeah, yeah. This could you imagine? Little... Could you imagine doing that? The oh workload now on no. that now. I mean, what we're using is just like a giant version of that. <laughs> I used to have this little. Uh, it's just like a belt with a big box heater in the middle of it, and you just put a shirt on, and it would run through the heater. And I can only fit like three shirts on there, and now we have this like giant one that you can fit like a hundred shirts on. It's crazy. It's it's if you ever if you follow uh, Pro Wrestling Tees on Instagram, uh, the owner Ryan Barkin uh, occasionally will do like a, a Facebook or sorry Instagram live video yeah. or like just put stuff up in the story, and he'll 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 often show, like walk by the belt with the phone and yeah, you can see the video. He'll show stuff like shirts going down it or or, yeah. or what have you. But he's usually filming that right behind me. He always walks behind me and is like filming those videos. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, and you know, since Pro Wrestling Tees started, we've definitely had quite a few different uh, you know wrestling you know, legends or. Oh yeah, top in the indie wrestling names uh, come through the store. Uh, tell me, tell me, who are some of your favorite guys that you've um, met that have come through there? Uh, well, my favorite is one that didn't happen at the store, but as far as one that came into the store, which I'll talk about that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, coming into the store, my favorite is probably Scott Hall, just because it was fucking Scott Hall, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't like he was cool. He's like he, super cool. He, I didn't really get to talk to him or anything, but it was like standing over there looking like, oh my god, that's fucking Scott Hall. Yeah. Um, recently was Jake the Snake, which was really fucking cool. Which <laughs> He's was, insane. Was actually the second time I met him, and uh, the first time he was, it was like right around the time the documentary came out, mm-hmm. like wide. I think I, he was on his tour. Right? Yeah, that's why he was in the city. And uh, he didn't really say anything. He was super quiet. Um, he he looked better but didn't look great you know (laughs) this time he looked great like it looked like old school jake the snake he's lost a lot of weight and like he was really talkative i got to talk to him the funniest thing i'm gonna have to say some language i really don't like saying here but um oh (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yeah i mean do you care if i tell this oh you can tell i just i i just don't say the the actual word okay um i'm trying to think of how i can tell this without saying it uh, I, I just I, maybe I just shouldn't tell it. Oh, okay. So basically, uh, <laughs> one of our other printers, Jake, uh, was he, he asked him to film a video for his roommate, or his, his roommate was like a big fan. And I'm trying <laughs> to remember exactly what he said, but he, so Jake started filming on his phone. He's like, "Hey, I oh, fuck. Do you remember what he said? Uh, it was more like just like, hey, uh, what's his face? He's like, you like fuck you, and they flicked him off, and then he was just like, and then he called him." The uh, derogatory term for a homosexual. Yes, and it was like, very... I hear you like my snake, you fucking. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I fucking. 
and it like took us all off off. it was so out of nowhere it was so funny and so unexpected i fucking lost it and you just know i mean like i'm sure he didn't mean it like no it was was just like him being like a a, like a a crazy dad yeah being like being that old school guy like doing what people expected out of him that was i i lost it it was so funny um Cody was another one that came through Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, he went through a couple times. Super nice guy. Um, the coolest, like, here's a dude that's like obviously like one of the most famous wrestlers I would say yeah. today. Uh, you know, his father, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. Yeah, and you know he's been in WWE, he's been in New Japan, Ring of Honor, all over the world. And coming into the store, and he's like, he seems so su- humble, super, super humble, and super nice to everybody. And uh, he came over like I remember by my station where I like I do the, a lot of the heat transfers for his shirts, and he's just looking. He's like, man, there's, there's so many people ordering my shirts. Like he couldn't yeah. believe it. And then he's just like, he signed a couple uh, invoices. Yeah, he signed a couple of the invoices, and then he would just like pick it up and look at like, oh, Steve Johnson. Oh, I'm a big fan of Steve Johnson yeah, here. Yeah, like, that was really cool. And it was just fu- it was funny to see him like kind of like mark out for that. And yeah, he he's, he was a great guy. Um, unfortunately, I missed the day that the whole Bullet Club was there. Because that was the day Amanda had her seizure. So oh yeah, I, I missed all that. But Ryan got me a Kenny Omega autograph. Yeah, um, that was a crazy day. Yeah, it was a big opening too. I can't believe I missed it. But you know, I had some shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my my two favorites, and it's mostly just because like their favorite wrestlers of mine was I met AJ Styles at a Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. which honestly was one of the most awkward moments of my life. <laughs> and it was um, it was a really like. I'll, I'm going to put some of this on him. He made it kind of awkward because <laughs> me and Ryan, we went and saw him. So I'd already met him, been introduced to him. We, t- we had taken a picture together. It was like me, Ryan, Ryan's brother, uh, Nick. And so he knew who I was, like knew I was part of Pro Wrestling Tees and all this stuff. And so I was like, well, I want to get an autograph. And I paid for my autograph. Like I didn't want to be like, oh, just let me get a free autograph because of Pro Wrestling Tees, which, you know, we, we get quite a bit. But yeah. I was like, he's my favorite. I'm going to pay for it. So I paid for it, and I go to get the autograph, and I'm just like, he didn't say a word. And I was just like, yeah, I, I want to get an autograph. And he's he just, like, signed it, handed it over, never said anything. And it was just like, cool, man, thanks. And it was just really awkward. God damn. And uh, the other one would be uh, Bad Influence, Christopher Daniels and um, Kazarian. Oh. Who, they've been to the store twice, and the first time they are at the store was, they were really awesome. Like, we were talking, we were cracking jokes about the tna video game <laughs> like Yeesh. they were it was like uh right around the time i think they had i don't know if they had left tna yet but they were on their way out and uh, i think it was right after they left and so it was you know kind of like talking some behind the scenes stuff i think they were weren't they like the first wrestlers to come to like one hour tees aside from cabana mm, i feel like they I they think- were maybe the first big ones well so my first week i met cabana and i met jim ross Oh, yeah. So, Jim Ross, he's not technically a wrestler, but... Wrestling person. Yeah, he's a wrestling legend, Hall of Famer. So, my first week, I met Jim Ross. So, that was that was cool. I, but, think, um, I think I remember seeing, uh, before I had uh, was an employee there, I think I remember seeing online... I remember, I do remember seeing pictures of, of uh, Bad Influence being there. Yeah, they were, like, like it, pretending to print their shirts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. They were really cool, um, and I've met them a couple times, and they've been super cool every time. Um, they've been some of the more, like, really easy to talk to guys. I met also Rocky Romero. We met him at a Ring of Honor show, and he was really cool to talk to. I think it was the one where Samoa Joe was there, and there was, like, a huge fucking autograph line for Samoa Joe, and we're standing next to Rocky, and who was his other tag team partner? Trent Barretta? Trent, yeah, it was Trent. And uh, we're talking to Rocky, and he just looks over. He's like, man, I wish I was part of the Bullet Club, like, just pointing out all the shirts or whatever, because, like, <laughs> everybody in line had a fucking Bullet Club shirt. But uh, he was really cool. Like, we sat there, and we're talking for, like, a while. Yeah, he's they, a good dude. Yeah. Have you ever met him? Like, wrestled on a show with him? Or uh, yeah, I'm, I've I met him a couple times. But I, most recently, I was on, when I was out in Hollywood, he was on the show. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and I was, I got to talk with him for a little bit, and I asked him for some advice on my match, and he, like... He's like, I didn't see most of it, but, like, did that really cool moonsault, and that was awesome. <laughs> was that the one you showed me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moonsault. Um, yeah, no, he seemed really cool. Yeah, he's, he's probably one of the best guys he, in the Indies right now. He's great. Um, I've, I've some, like, that was my first time seeing him wrestle, but I've seen some of his, like, New Japan matches since, and mm-hmm. he's really impressive. Yeah. He, uh, he was uh, Black Tiger for a minute in New Japan. He sells a shirt that has, like, the Black Tiger thing Yeah. 
I, I, I had no idea what that meant until now. So yeah, he was one of the guys, like just like Eddie Guerrero before him was uh, one of the Black Tigers. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's a, like a thing for me is like a lot of these wrestlers that come through. Um, I don't know a lot of them, but as soon as like you tell me one of their shirt designs, I was like, oh, I know that guy. Oh I yeah, that guy. shirt. Like Jay White, he's a guy I know. He's pretty big now in Japan, right? And I'm just like, who's this Jay White guy? I'm printing all these shirts for. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like kind of learning who he is. That's a good way to learn, especially like if like you were saying. Uh, well, we can get we can go into this too a little bit about how you what you grew up on wrestling and like when you kind of fell yeah. out of it and when you came back in and stuff like that. So there's a there's there's definitely a gap in your wrestling yeah. knowledge. Um, I watched it a lot as a kid. Um, or I was a WCW guy. Uh, me and my friends. I love Sting. Sting is my all-time favorite. So, like, I, I saw WWF. I played the WWF video games because that's where it was at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, except for the Nintendo 64 ones. The WCW ones are pretty sweet, too. Hell yeah. Revenge. Yeah. And Versus the World. Versus the World is very that good. That was the shit. Um, so, I was a WCW guy. I loved the NWO. Um, when WCW was going away, I kind of fell off of it. I'm like, oh, well, this isn't here anymore, and this is what I liked. So, I like this stuff just fine. But I'm just, like, not feeling compelled to follow over, you know? So, I would catch wrestling over the years, here and there. Um, I pretty much just kind of... I didn't, like, write it off. It was just like, oh, you know, I'm kind of done for now. And um, I would still play the video games from time to time. Because me and my friends would, like, play the games a lot. And we actually, like, bonded over the video. Like, my best friend today, like, my best memory is us playing WrestleMania 2000 in his room listening to the Marshall Mathers LP God. like after school every day. It was a very early 2000s yes. memory. <laughs> that was like our life. So, like, I knew who John Cena was because I played the video games. I didn't know he was this big deal that he was. Mm-hmm. And um, I still liked wrestling. Like, I would kind of joke about it like if it was ever, like we'd see it on TV or something like, oh, wrestling, that's stuff stupid now. And it's like, it used to be so good. And mm-hmm. I just didn't really know what was going on even though i was probably trash talking some of the best eras of wrestling um but uh yeah it was like a random day in 2011 i was just like i had i had done some research i guess around um when i graduated high school like 2007 2008 and that was when i learned about tna because i just randomly decided to google sting now because i'm like oh what happened to him after wcw and I saw that he was wrestling in some company <laughs> called TNA. He had quite a quite a career after yeah. that. Honestly, I would say his best career was in TNA. Like you can point to WC, and this I, this is an sure. argument I'll have with anybody. You can point to WCW and be like, "Look at this iconic Sting moment. Look at this iconic Sting moment." I know he had a lot of time in the '80s that I'm not as familiar with, but mm-hmm. everybody remembers the black and white Sting or the NWO Sting, Surfer Sting. Yeah, and that stuff's all great. But if you watch his TNA career, he's probably put on his best matches. In he TNA. had a lot of good, well, he had a lot of good matches then because he had a lot of great talent uh, to work with. Yes, um, him and Kurt Angle. I was just gonna say him and Angle uh, put some... on some of the greatest matches. Him and AJ have done some great oh, matches. Yeah. Um, I think it's No Surrender 2009. I think they have a really great match. Um, and then he there's like a four way with it's like him, Kurt Angle, uh, I think Matt Morgan and AJ. Or something, Matt Morgan. Um, yeah, whatever. I don't know what's going on with that guy anymore. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was like a random day in 2011, so I knew I knew about TNA. So vaguely, I downloaded a pay per view of him and Kurt Angle. I think Bound for Glory 2007, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like Kurt Angle's here too. That's cool. Maybe one day I should check this out. And then one day I was browsing TV and I, I saw it on the TV. I was like, oh, well, why don't I turn it on? And it happened to be an episode where Jeff Hardy was the champion. And Sting, well, first of all, I'm like, oh, Jeff Hardy. He was one of my favorites because the Hardy Boys are like my favorite tag team. Mm-hmm. And Sting comes back and wins the title that night. Was that the one where Hardy was like super? No, that was the pay per view right afterwards. Ooh, um, that's a- so I was like, oh, this is cool. And like, I didn't know how wrestling worked at the time of like, oh, you have your shows every week and then you have a pay per view once a month. So I'm just watching the episode. I started watching every week. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, why all of a sudden, like, what are they talking about? Oh, a pay-per-view, No Surrender. So, and that was the one, it's not No Surrender, but oh, what was it? It was one of the early month pay-per-views, like the January or February show, where, uh, I think it was Victory Road, 2011. That's the one where, uh, yeah, they had a 90-second match 
because Jeff, Jeff was really fucked up, very intoxicated. And, um, have you watched it? Like, have you oh, I've, I was I watched it live. You saw it live? Oh yeah. Oh, man. I just remember I, being like, "There's something wrong here." And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's and, definitely um, something wrong here. I haven't watched it since it happened, but yeah, Sting. Even he was like, "I know." Like he at, as the like credits were rolling for the pay per view, it's him standing up at the top of the ramp, holding the belt, looking very pissed off, and he's just like apologizing to the fans. But as a, I mean, good on him being a professional and taking care of Hardy, even though like, yeah, Hardy, you know, and you could clearly tell that Sting held him down for the pin. Oh yeah, Hardy tried to kick out. <laughs> he definitely was trying to <laughs> shoot, win the match. Yeah, like, and Je- you, like they show Jeff looking around, like, what the fuck? He might not have known that was going. That was I don't think happen. he did. I think I think they went out there and they're just like, look, Sting, just just be- or Steve, whatever, beat him, please. Yeah. Um, and you know that was really unfortunate, but I will say Jeff Hardy came back from that and had a really great run there. Like I'm maybe some of the be- he even says some of the best stuff in his career. I'm very glad that he was able to turn his life around because me too. And look where know, they're at now. You don't want to see. I mean, this is a guy that you know is one of the more popular wrestlers of of, of the this era. Def- definitely still very popular. And like, uh, you know, like ha- you know, he has two two daughters at home, I think, and so it's very good to see him clean his life up and. And uh, you know, continue to have success. Yeah, him and Matt both look. Where, look where they are now. Yeah, you know? like it's crazy how much they they look at that mania re- where they came reinvented back. themselves. They had the biggest reaction of the night. Oh hell yeah! Like I watched that and it was like, oh shit! Look at all these people. Even the delete thing, like as crazy as that was, yeah. it was the most over thing at that WrestleMania, and they weren't even doing that gimmick. It was crazy. It was awesome, and that's why they'll always be like one of my favorite tag teams. Like Definitely. I love their old stuff, but. Even where they are now, they've evolved so much. Mm-hmm. And even the crazy Willow stuff in TNA, like... Yeah, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, it works more now. Like, now people would accept that stuff a little more after the whole delete aspect. I feel like soon you have to you have to meet uh, Ian, my bu- Ian. Our buddy Ian, yeah, from the 616, from 616 Podcast. Shout out. A little plug-ski there for 616 Entertainment. Yeah. I've been talking to them. We're trying to set something up. He uh, he's a big Sting fan and a big Jeff Hardy fan as really? well. Those are his two favorite wrestlers of all time. So that I'm right there with him. So I'm sure um, you guys have wanted to talk. Like about. I always, like when people ask me like who's your favorite wrestler, I always break it into of all time and currently working. So like for me, all time is Sting. Currently working is AJ Styles. I think for me, all time would be Macho Man Randy Savage, and currently, um. I think currently... There's so many good people now. Currently, I would have to say... Probably Kenny Omega. I mean, it's kind of like a cliche This is answer, still crazy. I have not seen a Kenny Omega match. Dude, you have, he's very good. I, I, AJ I believe too, AJ Styles has been putting on some of the best matches of his career like lately. Yeah. And, and um, this guy has been wrestling for fucking... 30 years, something like that. It's It's been forever. And, and, and uh, you know... He's had great matches throughout his career, and and for, for the last like two years that he's been in WWE, is like he's had his matches yeah. with his match with John Cena, dude. Like, oh God my God, damn, dude. How, how, talk was about that having, SummerSlam, the talk, one where he yeah. finally won clean. Talk about having chemistry with somebody. It's like, so good. Like their first match was Money in the Bank, I believe, and that was it was awesome. But you know, it was AJ getting the heel wins, and SummerSlam was the first. Here they go. And AJ wins clean, and it was it's one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, within the past um, couple of years, definitely. Because before that, I always held up one of my favorite matches as Punk versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. Very good as well. Because that match goes from bell to bell. There is no slowing down, and they you take the difference between those two wrestlers, and they make it believable. It's And the story leading up to it, the best versus the beast and all the promos and shit, like, it was awesome. And that whole pay-per-view was really good. Um, mm-hmm. But that that's one of the like more of like the modern day wrestling. I that's been like my favorite match. But after Cena Styles at SummerSlam, that which both SummerSlam matches, yeah, um, SummerSlam's like I mean it's the the midsummer classic. Yeah, it's Rollins like, and Cena have some fucking great matches at SummerSlam. That was where Rollins came out in the white outfit for the first time. Yeah, and that was the first time I saw him do the uh, top rope suplex into the other suplex. Oh yeah, which I always really liked. That's pretty crazy. Uh, well, you got, do we have any other topics? To I don't know. Did, um, did you get any questions from... I think, because uh, we kind of did this last minute. Yeah. If you want to look, pull up the, the, the thing on Facebook. I have to grab my iPad for this. 
I took Facebook off of my phone because smart. Where <laughs> is my iPad? I just had it. Where did it go? Oh, here it is. Because I think we only got one, one, one or two questions. Oh, there's actually three on there now. Oh, really? Let's read. Uh, is that Dave Stank from work? Let me see. I'm I'll, I'll, re- I'll read them to you so we could. Uh, it's a little slow. I pulled up my notifications, but. I'm not connected. Am I? I'm not connected to the work Wi-Fi. Yeah, I am. It's trying to connect to work. Here, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, fill some time. Fill some time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, time. we we just watched the Royal Rumble recently, and I've I've kind of been off wrestling for a while, but um, seeing AJ versus Nakamura at Mania has got me really fucking pumped. Because um, I didn't see their Wrestle Kingdom fucking match, so. I know, I know a lot of people hold that up there as like, oh, it was like one of the greatest matches ever. And I have maybe an unpopular opinion of I'm not super thrilled about Nakamura only because I've only seen his WWE stuff and none of that stuff has impressed me very much. So I am looking forward to him and AJ at Mania to finally see what everybody else has seen. You, you know? And you know what? Like, it's... The match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom was very good. It was a very good match. But... A main event match in New I Japan. I fucking hope that's main event at it, Mania. I, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be either. It'll be whatever Brock's doing. But. A main event match at Wrestle Kingdom and a main event match at WrestleMania, or just a match in WWE in general, yeah. is two different styles. It is. And it'll be very interesting to see how these two work well together in a WWE style match. Have they, I don't know if have they wrestled together yet in WWE. Uh, they, they, Money in the Bank, they, they had oh, a little bit yeah, of a, a right. little hustle but yeah. nothing too crazy uh we do have a couple questions here um three i believe or f- well four kind of okay so uh first question it's not really a question and i don't even know if we'll be able to talk <laughs> about this because i don't even know what the fuck this what what this is but uh my good friend nigel bravo okay uh says talk about true detective I haven't seen it. I haven't either. <laughs> um, so we can't really talk about it. I will say this. I've, so everyone loved True Detective first season. They say it's one of the greatest seasons of television ever. I have not watched it. Is it everyone, on Netflix? It's an HBO show. Oh. Uh, everyone hated season two. So since I haven't seen them, I plan on watching season two first to see if it gives me a different perspective. Because each season's like different. It's kind of like American Horror Story. Like it's oh. a different story. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've seen bits and pieces of season one. It looks very excellent. I own it on DVD. Have not watched it yet. Really looking forward to it. I just haven't had the time. But I want to watch season two first because everyone had such high expectations after season one. So I want to see if I go in with no expectations, if I like season two more than other people. That's just, interesting. Just to get a dif- different perspective on it. That's very good. We'll have to talk about that. We'll talk about that in your yeah. podcast. Yeah. Because I'll watch it too. Yeah. Um, I have the season one DVD, so after I watch it, I can let you borrow it. Sweet. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we, we got a little bit out there. <laughs> Sorry, Nigel. Yeah, that's all I got on True Detective. I'm Nigel, gonna you're not even going to listen to this anyway, so <laughs> fuck you. Well, yeah, Fuck you, Nigel. Maybe you will. I don't know. He, he was telling me, because he, he's like, I hate iTunes. He's like, where else can I listen to this? I don't know where this is going. I can so. I can help you set that up to other places. Well, sorry, Nigel. You can. <laughs> or, I'm not sorry. You can listen to this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Alberto asks Alber- Alberto, <laughs> aka CM Scrump, aka my roommate, aka uh, another coworker at Pro Wrestling Tees, um, aka the third young buck, as he likes to call himself. Yeah. Um, Featured on ROH. Yeah, uh, he asks, uh, "Would a penguin taste more like fish or chicken?" Ooh, it's a very interesting thought because it is because it is technically a bird, so you would think bird, chicken, maybe, but penguins' main diet, yeah, its total diet is fish. Would the fish, <sighs> it, it, uh, the fish taste seep into the meat of the penguin? That's a really good fucking question. Um... I feel like I lean towards chicken because, you know, you think a bird would probably be kind of stringy like chicken. But I, I definitely, I definitely think it would taste more like chicken. Because, I mean, what gives the fish its taste? They live in water. I mean, is it the... Because the don't they get mercury from the water? I think. So do penguins have that too, you know? Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that too. Maybe. I, def- I still think it would taste more like 
flaked chicken. Yeah, I think so. Because it's... I don't, I don't know if they have, like, a lot of blubber. Like, because, you know, some of these animals that live in the cold, they, uh... They have, like, an, a, a layer of fat. Yeah. Like, are they really fatty? That's true, too. It'd be interesting. We'll have to go kill a penguin and find out. I only saw some penguins in real life for the first time, like, this summer. We went to Lincoln Park Zoo. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. I've, I'd never been there. It was my first time. Really? Yeah. Uh, Amanda was like, hey, why don't we, like, just drive to the city and go to Lincoln Park Zoo? And I was like, fine. That was where I took the picture of the lion just chilling on the rock that a lot of people saw on my Instagram. Hell, yeah. Um... Alberta also asks, is Mac short for macaroni and cheese or for mac and cheese? I kind of doesn't I mean, make sense. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Macaroni and cheese. It's they're macaroni noodles. Yeah. So, it's so Mac is short for mac and cheese, yeah. which is short for which even shorter for macaroni. Come on, Alberto. That's a very self explanatory question. Um, well, he also put on here, uh, how much skirt could a skirt dog mert if a skirt <laughs> dog could bitch. dog mert? Uh, that that is. Uh, an inside joke ish uh, that we at work because we're there for so so many long hours, um, we just kind of go insane eventually. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy here, uh, his name is Jeremy Meyer. Uh, we just kind of it kind of I morphed, don't even know how it kind of morphed. It just kind of morphed into scare scare me Meyer into scare dog, which kind of just. Turned, turned into, into skirt, skirt dog because syllables became too much work. Yes, and <laughs> it just kind of like devolved into nothing, and we're slightly it's mentally just, handicapped. In, yeah, anyways. it's <laughs> the way we get through our days. It helps. It helps. Um, and okay, well, I guess our last question here uh, from David Stinkin. I don't yeah, know, like all of our co- co- <laughs> my co- our coworkers are. Definitely uh, helping the cause here. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Dave's going to listen. That, I don't that know. helps. That'll help even more. Uh, Dave asks um, If you believe God can do anything, do you believe he can make a rock so big that even he can't lift it? I'm, I mean, I don't believe in God. If you believe in God. But, um, I mean, God. yeah. If he can do anything, why, why couldn't he do that? Like, why would he do that is the question. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if he had the power to do something, he could do it. But yeah. also, like, he's God, so, like, he could still do it. So it's kind of yeah. like a, a double-edged sword. Yeah, because, okay, let's, if there is a God, and he can create a planet, and Earth, like, anything. Are you saying God can lift a planet? Isn't that a planet, a rock that he can't lift, or? I mean, yeah. Or does he have to embed it with the magic ability of no one can lift this, and even me? I, I guess. But then, like... If that, like, let's say that rock was, like, sitting on the earth, like, wouldn't it just, like, crush everything? Like, go through the earth? Well, who says it has to sit on earth? He could have it out in space. And he can play with his rock in space. <laughs> <laughs> space rocks! Space rocks! Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if he can create anything, why can't he do that? Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, like, I, like I'm like i not uh, very big in religion as well, but... Uh, oh, that scam? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not so anti-vocal about it as I used to be, but that's just not for me. I mean, I guess if he if he wanted to do it, he could do it because yeah. he, you know he's God and he's got those. It's just like why would abilities. he? It's like, it's like hey, I made this rock that I can't move, but nobody will ever know. <laughs> that sounds very God. Classic God. Ah, classic God. Classic God doing shit. Uh, it's one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Is the Word of God or oh, the Tweet of God? God. <laughs> so tweet good. of God is so good. Yeah. Uh, there was some politician or like politician's wife or something today that was like, "I'm waiting for a sign from God to see if I should run for governor or whatever." And that t- tweet of God was just like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love that shit. Um, well, I mean, what's on your mind? You got anything else you want to talk about, or think we're um, I. I, I know we don't we don't try to steer towards wrestling all the time, but it seems inevitable. But uh, what are you what are you excited for for Mania? I have Mania? I've been out of it for a while, so the the Royal Rumble is the first time I've watched anything in a while, and I'm super excited for AJ Nakamura the way most people are. But like, where do you what do you see going into Mania that you want to happen or could happen that you think will be awesome? Um, well, like uh, I mean I, I've I feel bad to say like I'm I, I by by profession, I am a wrestler as well. Yes, uh, but I haven't really kept up with the television product as 
often as I have in the past. And um, but definitely excited for Nakamura and AJ. That'll be really good. Uh, I'm interest. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with Ronda Rousey and how well she will adapt. I'm very curious to see because has do we know if she's been doing any training? She all? has been. That's, okay. that's that's been documented. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of people this year that have just been doing really well, and then I'm excited for them to just like get that opportunity. Like Zane and, and and Owens have have had a hell of a year, and like so, are they just gonna have a WrestleMania blowout? Do you think where that's going? I think so. I think they're gonna like feud again. Yeah, which I will watch them feud forever. Oh, hell Those yeah. are two guys. I don't care how long they feud. It's um, like bat- the Batman and the Joker thing. Like we're destined to do this forever. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with the Universal Championship. Um, it needs. It should go to Braun Strowman. It. I, it's. It seems like that. Like I. I still have a feeling they're going to force uh, Roman into that spot. But he honestly, him and the Miz have been having some really good matches that I really? would love to see them go one on one again at Mania. Yeah, because Miz won the IC title from Roman, right? Yeah, and then he won it back. Um, see, the problem is we have Elimination Chamber in there, and that kind of mixes things up. I know. Because um, I feel like they're going to get the Braun and Brock stuff out of the way, and uh, maybe Roman will be in that match. I don't know. Or is he doing Miz, probably? Uh, they haven't really said yet. It um, remains to be seen. I don't want to see Roman in a fucking main event at WrestleMania. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they might have learned their lesson for the last couple of years. Especially last year. I mean, do we think Cena Taker is going to happen? Uh, I mean, and if it does, that'll be the main event. We'll right? have to find out. I don't know if that would if that'll even be the main event. It could be his retirement match because I think that's what they wanted with Roman, and that's why that was the main event there. But then that match sucked, and he didn't want to go out on that match. So, Hell yeah. Um, I think that's what you do: Cena, Taker, and that's it. I would not hate that. And would you want Cena to go over? I think so, yeah. Yeah? I think he, yeah. So, th- th- I guess the record doesn't really matter anymore. No, so, what would that be, 3-22 and 22 or something? 21? Well, 21-3 or 22 Because he was the, tw- it was 21-1 and one with Brock, and then he beat Bray, so it's 22-3. and three. Yeah, I think so. God, I miss those promos. The 1-21-1. and 21 and one. Yeah. That was fucking so good. Um, well, I mean, uh, you got any plugs or anything you want to get in, get into um, at the end? Yeah, well, I'll plug my podcast, uh, Shelved Podcast. Where can we listen to Shelved Podcast? iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, Google Play is the most recent one I put up. Jesus, um, you gotta help me yeah. on all these platforms. I'll, I'll help you. It's, it's fairly simple to do. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to get check out for some cool rewards for the podcast um that's that's kind of a new thing we're doing um so we got all different reward tiers if you want to help us pick out scripts if you want a shout out on the show if you want to be on the show these are all reward tiers you can have there's also options for some bonus episodes on there so that's patreon.com slash shelved for that um social medias uh at shelved podcast twitter and instagram uh, my own Twitter is at advent underscore crash, which I try to be active on both, but it gets a little tricky. Mm-hmm. So I'm, most, a... I'm mostly on advent crash, but I try to get on the shelved stuff as often as I can. But that's, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Buy Pro Wrestling Tees. Keep us in, keep us working. Yeah, keep us, keep putting food on our tables. Yep. Unless you're the Young Bucks. Keep, just keep doing everything. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're they'll the never, ones feeding never. us at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, 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 that's all I got. All right, well, I appreciate you uh, being my second ever guest. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I was a big proponent of when you were saying you were thinking of doing a podcast. I was like, do it, man. Like, just I know, do you it. were like, <laughs> you and, and, and uh, yeah, definitely you and, and a, a few others have, have been, yeah. kind of been like, do it, do it, do it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm a believer of everybody should have a podcast, and it's so easy to do. Like, how long did it take you to get it set up when you finally decided to do it? Like, like an hour. Yeah, if that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two if you count the time it took to record your episode. Like, like it, it's it's easy, it's fun, everybody should have a podcast. So when you were like, I'm thinking about doing it, I was like, fucking do it, man. I'll help you in any way I need to. Hell yeah. Well, thanks uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. We'll uh, get this bad boy up on here. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to have you back on mine 
sometime in the summer because we're going to do that Jurassic Park movie. Oh, hell, I'm excited for that. <laughs> Definitely excited for that. Yeah, so whenever Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is coming out, you'll be on that day. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, well, let's fade into uh, this week's song of the week. All which right. We'll, I'll let you pick this one, so whatever, okay. you can just let me know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, here it goes. And then do the Wayne's World fade out, just do 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 Damn it. Get 